Once again, guys, it's your man, Mike D, coming at you. Hey, man, just wanted to talk a little bit about what we studied last night in Bible study as it relates to trauma. Didn't necessarily have anything to do with mental health. Well, to a degree, the actual study didn't have anything to do with mental health. We got into a conversation about suicide and what the Bible says about suicide. And so the question is, and it's really clear, is suicide a sin? To parse out, it's suicide a sin, and if it is, can a sinner have hope of eternal salvation? One must first understand what sin is, and it is an act that offends the holy and sinless God. It can be an act of evil against another person or against God. These can be unacted upon desire to do evil against another, or which violates the command of love and obey God. If a thought, feeling, or action violates the following basic principles from the gospel, which is in Mark chapter 12, verses 29 through 31, it is sin. Mark chapter 12, verses 28, we'll read through the 34th verse. And it says, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard from them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, Ask him, which is the first commandment of all? Christ answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. Yes, Christ answered the most important of the law, which is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and ye shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Nowhere in the Bible is suicide explicitly outlined as a sin, as opposed to adultery, theft, idolatry. It does, however, fall into some categories of sinful behavior. Now, according to Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, it says, you shall not murder. And so I won't get into the whole Old Testament, New Testament thing or, you know, the law has been done away with via Christ has come, who clearly stated that he didn't come to do away with the law, but that the law shall be fulfilled in him. Won't get into all of that today, okay? This is more about suicide itself. So in the Ten Commandments, God commanded in Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, that no one has the right to take another man's life. There are many who are to this includes the murdering of the self. One of the early thinkers of the church, Augustine of Hippo, wrote, For he who kills himself kills nothing less than man. Ending one's existence is ending a human existence, and therefore a sin. The Bible also shows that everything belongs to God because he created all things. That includes the human soul, as stated in the first part of Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4. He says, Behold, all souls are mine. 
all souls belong to God, then it is not the right of an individual to end his own life because that life belongs to his creator. So when looking at the motivations of the characters in the Bible who either committed suicide or were suicidal, their reasons are also sinful. One would stop and ask, did people commit suicide in the Bible? The answer is clearly yes, and we'll look at those. So whether it be fear, pride, anger, or simply refusing of hope, God will make the future better than the present. The reason for suicides are based on feelings rather than God's promises, even though the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? The book of Jeremiah 17 and 9. Believing the lives of the heart rather than God's truth does turn some towards suicide. One of the most controversial elements of Christianity's perspective on suicide is whether or not a professing Christian can go to heaven if they take their own lives. The Bible does not say that someone who commits suicide cannot go to heaven. From a biblical standpoint, there is only one unpardonable sin. Now, Scripture doesn't quote-unquote say unpardonable sin, Look at Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse 31. Those of you who are (laughs) listening from home, those of you who are driving or riding, please don't try to open your Bibles and look at it. I got you. It says, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, he will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiving him, either in this age or in the age to come. And so why is this a point of contention? Because they were saying he has, Christ has an unclean spirit. So in context, Jesus makes the statement after the scribes accuse him of being able to exercise demons because they thought he was a demon possessed. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit is denying the testimony of the Holy Spirit about who Christ is by attributing God's work to the devil. And so for context purposes, look at Mark chapter 3, verse 20. And it says, Then the multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. But when his own people heard about this, they went out and laid hold of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has bees above, and by the ruler of the demons he cast out demons. Verse 23, So he called them to himself and said to them in a parable, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And then he will plunder his house. And so he was being accused... by the scribes and the multitude together, claiming that the works that he was doing were being done by the devil. Why would a devil cast out devils? How can a devil cast out devils? It is his purpose to inflict harm, to kill, steal, and destroy. So if that is his purpose, his plan, why would he cast them out? He would honor that plan and that purpose. 
which if someone is trying to commit suicide, even in their thought process, and we'll look at this later, that is because they cannot deal with the suffering and the pain, the trauma, or the deception that the enemy has placed in their minds and their hearts. As for all other sin, the Bible says, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Had a discussion with a young man who claimed, well, if God died for the whole world, according to 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, he said that if that is the case, then all of us are forgiving. We all go to heaven. No. That's a misrepresentation and a misinterpretation of what Scripture clearly says. So let's take a look at it. And so what we try to do, we try to rationalize our good for acceptance. If I do good, Christ died for the whole world, then I'm in. Then I don't have anything to worry about. No. First John chapter 1 Verse 1 and 2 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. Concerning the word of life. Verse 2. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us. So the assumption is we have eternal life in Christ if we do good or if we believe. No, wait a minute. There's more to it than just that. Go to Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 9. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the wrath of of God, the wrath that is coming upon the evil men, not doing good, but confessing and believing. Verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. It says nothing about good works, because your works will not get you in. It says, therefore, upon acceptance of Christ as Savior and repenting of sin, all sins are forgiven, including those committed after salvation. This would include suicide for those who believe. So take a quick glance at the book of Galatians chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. We'll just keep it in context, right, as it relates to works. 15 says, We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by Faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the what? Works of the law. For the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroy, I myself am a transgressor. For I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. 
You cannot work your way to salvation. You cannot work your way to heaven. It is by confession and believing the changing of the heart. Standing in contrast to the Protestant teaching, in the Catholic Church, sins must be absolved by a priest. And most Catholics receive last rites to receive absolution before they die. So they can go to heaven. Under these conditions, suicide will prevent an individual from confessing, repenting, and absolution and would preclude the individual from going to heaven. Hmm. Think about that. Because it requires one to repent of their sins. Yes, Christ died. Yes, your past, future, and present sins are forgiven. But yet we all have a propensity to sin. So repentance is required on a regular basis. We must repent of our sins. And so being absolved of your sins via the priest doesn't sit well with me. Who has the right to forgive sin but God? And so the word of God has promises of hope and healing for those who are struggling with suicidal tendencies. It reminds us of the source of the things which are creating depression within us, which is evil. The believer can read daily reminders of God's call to strive in faith and hope that is only in him. John 10.10 clearly states that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But the hope is in Christ. He said that I came that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This verse reminds believers that depression, despair, self-loathing, fear is as much of a consequence of sin entering the world as any other evil. When it begins to take over the heart, it is important to remember that the result of living in a falling world, a sick world, a dark world, the thief, the devil, seeking to steal your joy, kill your hope, and destroy the believer in the process. Yet in Christ, we have hope of a better future that he will care for the faithful in this life and eternal joy forever with him. And so to be encouraged today, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were what called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. There is a fight in everyone's life, including against the feelings of sorrow, helplessness, trauma, addiction, suicide. Because in this verse, Paul encourages his friend Timothy to keep pressing for a better life and for God's glory is what we do for all. It is easy to enter into despair. Trials surround us all. And some people even have physical issues that can lead to depression. God will fight for those who love him. Life is full of battles that humans in their frailty cannot win on their own. He says, the battle is not yours, but mine. So with God's strength, the strength of the Holy Spirit, the fight can be won. Suicide is the loser. Life in Christ is the winner. Psalms 34 and 17 and 18. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and deliver them out of all the troubles. The Lord is near to a broken heart and saves the crushed in spirit. 
So no matter how dark the situation, no matter how hurt the heart, the Lord is always nearby to support, encourage, uplift, and love that believer. If we call out to the Lord and ask for him to draw closer, God wants to redeem his people for a glorious eternity with him. And that begins by redeeming the worst moments of someone's life for good. Lean on the Lord and he will redeem you. Redemption is near. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. If you're going to serve Satan and the devil, serve him with your whole heart, mind, body, and strength. But if it's with God, serve him with your whole heart, mind, body, and soul, and all your strength. And so for those who are struggling with suicidal thoughts, there is hope and there is help. Christians can help by listening and supporting someone who opens up about depression and thoughts of self-harm and even suicidal thoughts. We can pray with them. We can continue to pray with them and for them. We can help them seek out some type of solution. In my suggestion, a biblical solution and let God use you to be a blessing. If the source of someone's troubles are financial, let's find some ways to assist. Perhaps there are marital problems leading to suicidal thoughts. We can help find a good marriage counselor or a trusted minister or counselor who can guide them through the difficulties of a contentious marriage or thoughts of divorce or suicide. Something important to keep in mind is that depression and thoughts of suicide can be byproducts of a physical issue. Say a woman struggling with postpartum depression are often are physically not making serotonin. And to put in simplistic terms, chemical imbalance to feel a certain amount of energy and happiness. Others living with clinical depression may also have suicidal thoughts or feelings. There's help. We're here. The Lord our God is here. The Holy Spirit is here. And so we encourage Someone, anyone who expresses suicidal tendencies, go see your doctor, go see your counselor, go see a trusted family member, go see a pastor, go see a counselor. There are medical treatments that have helped people get back to a place where they can begin to put their lives in order again. Remember, suicide begins with a thought, just like any sin. Let's look at James chapter 1, verse 12. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation, meaning what? You're going to have to go through some things. We all do. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one of us is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Your thought process The things that are going on in our lives are going to happen. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Spiritually and physically. That thought process is a small little seed. You plant it in your mind, begins to grow. You consistently and continue to think about it. Then it becomes full grown. Verse 16 says, do not be deceived, my brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variations or shadows of turning of his own will. He brought us forth by the word of truth that we 
might be the kind of first fruits of his creation. Yeah, of course, suicide is a difficult topic. Trauma happens in our lives. Situations happen in our lives. Circumstances are going to happen. Seasons happen within our lives. Our lives are not going to always be on the uppity up. They're not going to always be on this pedestal. We're not going to always have good days. We're going to have some bad days. We're going to be knocked off that pedestal. We're going to suffer, all of us, you and me. But our hope is in him who came in the form of a man and suffered as we do. He identifies with our suffering. He understands suicide better than all of us. Suicide is a serious issue. There's hope. I hope you have been encouraged today. And I hope that if you or someone you know have mentioned, talked about, contemplated, or have not said anything at all, there may be some signs of suicide or suicidal tendencies. Please reach out. Never be afraid to ask, are you having thoughts of suicide? So the topic of suicide perhaps is one of the most difficult and painful discussions in the faith or in general. It's confusing and it's divisive. Suicide is the act of an individual attempting or succeeding in ending his or her life. Many look to the Bible for answers whether to alleviate their depression or to find answers about what happened to a loved one who may have taken their own life. The Bible may seem silent. There are church traditions in suicide which can confuse the issue. So it is important to understand what the Bible actually says about suicide, which can provide comfort for those who are struggling and for those who need answers. You may not be spiritual at all. You may not even believe in the Bible. But if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, please seek help immediately. Right? I would encourage you to accept the Lord as your Savior. He loves you with an everlasting love. And there is hope. I close with a scripture. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Second Corinthians 1, 3-5 And so it wouldn't be fitting if we didn't close in a prayer. So, Father, in the name of your Son, I fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace that I might receive mercy and find grace to help in a good time for all of these people. I commit to prayer on this day on behalf, making up the hedge and standing in the gap before you for all that are struggling with suicide. Your mercy triumphs over judgment. You defeated the devil for the sake of suicide tendencies, for depression, for any disorder, you deliver us from that pit of corruption and a spirit of timidity in the name of your son. We ask that that sin be taken far away into the pits of hell and we stand in the gap that they, your children, may escape out of the snare of the enemy who held them captive via his deception and lies. They are victorious in you. 
In your name, grace be to all and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus the Christ, who gave himself for their sin so that he might deliver them from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Once again, guys, it is a different form of trauma. Suicide is real. Each of us needs each other. We were created in such manner. If you are struggling with suicidal thoughts and tendencies, please reach out. Call 1-800-273-8255. It's 1-800-273-8255. And I thank God for my Bible study participants who allowed me to research and look closely at this thing because suicide is real and it's sweeping across the nation. All right. We love you. Take care. God bless you until the next time. Peace.